0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Hello, everyone. This is your old friend Auburn Elvis again, and welcome to another edition of War Horses here on the E2C Network. Uh, This is your only podcast uh, that is dedicated to the Auburn Equestrian Program. so. Let's jump right on in. This weekend, Auburn hosted the Ole Miss Rebels for an uh, exhibition meet where basically they don't really have a full-on team equestrian. They have a club sport over there, Uh, but we're sort of helping them out, seeing if they can maybe go uh, into the big league someday. And so what we're doing is we have uh, typically these uh, sorts of schools come over and uh, ride against us. Uh, they actually didn't have a full team that could compete uh, in all four events with us. Uh, they just brought uh, hunt seat riders. So what we ended up doing was we uh, took some Auburn club riders who rode in the western seat against our equestrian riders on the western re- seat. And uh, basically, Auburn won 9-1. to one. <laughs> We pretty much destroyed all Miss. They did take one point from us, but... Uh, you know, it was pretty much uh, never in doubt for Auburn. It was a great day. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been out to the Equestrian Center, but it is very, very nice. Basically, the whole thing is sort of a garden party. Uh, If you... Think back, maybe if you ever had uh, one of those rich friends with a big fancy farm, or maybe you were the rich friend with the big fancy farm. Um, I know I went to a wedding reception once at this really big fancy farm, and you know, you're just walking around, you're looking at all the stuff, you're talking with old friends, making new friends, you got food, drinks, some games, all that good stuff. That is basically what going to an equestrian meet at Auburn is like. It is basically a garden party at this big, beautiful farm uh, with several hundred of your friends, and you're eating, you're drinking, and you're watching national championship-level athletes perform for your entertainment. So, it's very cool. As far as the actual meat goes, uh, let's do an update on how all that got scored. So... We started off in the flat. Uh, We won all five of the flat points. Uh, The MOP in that was Lindsey Klein, so we want to give a shout-out to her. She is a freshman, so again, we love it when the underclassmen are scoring those points. Let's see. Then next, I believe we had horsemanship, so after that we had, uh, uh, and again, this was Auburn going against the Auburn club team, so this one didn't count towards the overall meet. Uh, but we did actually get all four, four points out of this one. And the MOP rider on this was Ellie Becker. And I believe Ellie is a sophomore. So again, another underclassman. Love to see that. Uh, then we went into equitation over fences and Raining. We're finishing up the day. Uh, over in fences, uh, we did give up one point uh, to an Ole Miss rider. But the uh, MOP rider uh, in that event was Caroline hudden and let me see she is a junior then we had the last event of the day was raining we swept that as well and peyton hall who is i believe a sophomore as well yes she is uh she won the mop honors in that event so basically what you saw there uh we were never really challenged most of the points we took uh, uh pretty much far and away we um didn't see exactly the same lineup that you would see at some of the other meets and that's uh for two reasons are going on two things are going on there basically auburn is a very deep team we've got a bunch of riders a bunch of riders who could uh be expected to score in most meets so with an exhibition like this it really gave the coaching staff a chance to put in some of those riders that you don't typically see um, at some of the um, uh, higher-profile meets. So they were able to get a, a chance, an opportunity to go out there and ride, show what they can do, which presumably sets them up for maybe future meets. We might see them again. Uh, another thing that it does is it kind of gives a break to those uh, riders Um that you will typically see at some of the bigger meets. Uh, Auburn also has so many uh, good riders. We have a lot of riders who can ride in multiple events, which is not common. So whenever you have that, it's typically um, something where uh, you'll ride, uh, well, it's almost always somebody who rides within the same uh, seat, either both Western events or both Hunt Seat events. And whenever that happens, you're basically... Um, you know, you're taking up another spot that, uh, that on some other team that isn't as talented, uh, would have two riders doing that. Well, you've only got one doing both of those, um, positions in those events. So that basically makes it a little bit tougher for some of our, uh, other riders to sort of get on the horses at an actual event. So, or at an actual meet. So having an uh, exhibition meet like this was a really, um, Good thing to give some rest to our uh, riders, particularly the ones who can ride in multiple events, so we get to see a lot more Auburn riders, and they did really well, so it was just a great day for everybody. Oh, my uh, I, if you recall from the last uh, episode, I had this crazy idea involving stick horses and singing, so I want to give you an update on that because there is a very interesting story as to how all that turned out. Now, just to recap a little bit, if you remember from the last episode, I had this idea. Uh, I'd gone to the UT Martin meet and basically there was a whole lot of silence and just sitting around not doing much. And then when the ride's over, you clap. Uh, it's kind of a little low key. And so my, my worry was that Auburn would be like that. And so I had this idea of, Hey, what if I could get people to start singing these songs kind of like they do over at soccer meets where you just, you sing and you chant and you're rowdy the whole time. I was trying to inject some of that into uh, an Auburn equestrian meet. And so basically as a bribe, I had worked up all these, I had sewed together all these stick horses, these orange and blue stick horses, and these were very nice stick horses. And so the idea was that if I could get people to sing along with me, I would bribe them by giving them one of these stick horses. So I show up at the meet, um, but an Auburn equestrian meet is not like what you'll see at a lot of other places, as I described already. Uh, It's a much more vibrant thing going on, really cool, um, more of a, you know, a nice outdoor party atmosphere. And so I could quickly tell that the whole leading people into singing thing wasn't really going to work and I didn't want to push it. And I was a little scared because I'm, you know, already dressed in a crazy costume and I don't want to really push my luck. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do with all these darn horses that I've made? And uh, overcomes uh, Sandy Williams, who is Coach Greg Williams' wife. And so uh, I'm talking to her. I'm telling her about my crazy idea, how it's probably not going to work. She's real nice about it. And I say, but I do have this other uh, backup idea. Since I've got these horses here anyway, what if um, I gave them to y'all? Would y'all be willing to use these as uh, a gift for the MOP riders? Um, and I, for those of you who aren't horse people, maybe you don't know a lot about equestrian, but basically when you're the, the most outstanding participant, when you win that award in your event, uh, it's traditional that the uh, host organization has a bunch of flowers for those people and you give them flowers. Uh, it's kind of the, the, the least that is expected of you. Now, some places go a little bit beyond that um, and they will give away maybe ribbons or medals or something like that. Uh, I know over at South Carolina, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we were over there, they gave away ribbons um, with the little South Carolina logo on them, Uh, and so we won a couple of those. So with uh, these stick horses, I was like, you know, this would be a pretty cool little extra gift, Uh, and I was thinking in addition to the flowers, but so I, I pitched Sandy on this idea. She likes it. I give her one of the horses to go and show people, and so she disappears and comes back 10 minutes later with this girl, uh, in tow. And, uh, let's see, that girl turns out to be Morgan McQuay. She is the director of game day operations at Auburn, uh, for the equestrian meets. And she says, basically, not only would they be willing to hand them out as the MOP gifts, but they wanted me to be the one handing them out during the post-meet ceremony. Uh, so yeah, I did that. (laughs) And, uh, basically, yeah, they line everybody up, both teams in the middle of the ring at the end and they call out, you know, what the final score was and, uh, who the four MOP riders were one at a time. And basically they walk all the way down the line there and I'm at the end of it with all the horses and I hand them a stick horse and say, congratulations. And then she runs back and high fives everybody on her team. And so all four girls came down, did that. It was wonderful. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. It, it was the highlight of my weekend. I will not lie. That was so cool. I've really enjoyed it. It was a great moment. Um, yeah, and uh, Morgan had said that, that Auburn had been looking for some sort of, of gift that could be unique and a little bit better than typical flowers that are given away. So so yeah, uh, this might turn into something. We'll see. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that will. So uh, that was a cool story. I thought you'd all want to know that. So now let's transition a little bit and go around the sport because not only was Auburn competing, but some other uh, teams were competing around the country as well. First, we're going to jump over to TCU. This is a team that we just beat. Uh, they were hosting Baylor. Uh, TCU was number four, Baylor's number nine. Well, Baylor gets in there and just blasts the Horn Frogs. I guess Auburn had broke them uh basically 2 weeks ago we just broke the horn frogs uh cuz they got blasted 14 to 6 at home by Baylor so there's going to be a shake up in the rankings because of that uh TCU did not have a very good showing so also there was a big meet that was of particular importance to Auburn fans between number 8 South Carolina and number 2 Texas A&M uh, Texas A&M, uh South Carolina is a team we just played uh beat them over at their place and next week we are going to Texas AM. We're actually going to SMU first and then the very next day going over to College Station. So uh South Carolina number eight, Texas AM number two, and South Carolina pulls the upset. So they rebound from their loss to Auburn and pull a very, very, very close upset. Ten to nine. Uh basically they tied on on one ride and uh but, yeah, if that had gone Texas A&M's way, oh, boy, they would have won, but they didn't. Uh, in fact, oh, boy, this was – Texas A&M was killing them. They uh, – let's see. They jumped out to a 7-3 lead at half, and then they took the first two points of the second half. So they're sitting on a 9-3 lead. All they need is either a uh, another point or just to take away two ties so that they can't let um, – you know, Texas A&M get enough points. Well, they get one more tie. So you're like, okay, all they need is another tie or another win, talking about Texas A&M, and they will win this meet. And then South Carolina proceeds to sweep all the other points and wins 10 to 9. Boom, crushes uh, Texas A&M at home. So well, crushes their hopes. They didn't crush them on the scoreboard, but uh, I'm sure it felt just as as bad. Um, so this kind of reinforces what I've been saying, or or what I've been seeing out of this Texas A&M team. They have got talent, but boy, they are inconsistent. One week they'll be up, one week they'll be down. Now, they were a little down this week, so hopefully they won't be too up next week when we play them. Um, But we're going to have to take them seriously because they are a team that is legit when they are on. But if we can jump out to a quick lead, maybe they'll get rattled, and maybe we'll just end up blasting them. Um, But I kind of don't expect that. In fact, if you remember... um, Uh, Back at the beginning of the season, me, Dallas Ham, and Kyle Loomis, we did a uh, uh, preseason look-ahead once the schedule got announced, once the Auburn schedule and we actually did some predictions and I actually predicted in the preseason that Auburn would lose to this uh to Texas A&M on this and this coming weekend. So, I'm really hoping that prediction turns out to be wrong. Uh and in my defense, Auburn has looked way, way better than what I think we uh You know, reasonably thought they would by losing so much talent. But anyway, that's the we'll we'll get to that point. But basically, we got a big meet coming up, two big meets actually. Uh, One other meet that happened around uh, the meet, I guess some of y'all have been waiting for me to talk about. South Dakota State beat University of Minnesota Crookston seven or sixteen to two in a scrimmage, so it didn't even count. Uh, So yeah, all of our listeners in Brookings, South Dakota, uh, congratulations. Alright, let's go on to the rankings. So, The rankings come out every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, so by the time you're listening to this, the new ones are already been out, and these are obsolete, but I'm going to go through them anyway because they give you a a sense of how everybody's moving up and down, except for Auburn, because Auburn is number one. Uh, Texas A&M is number two, but that might change because they just lost. Um, But they were number two in the preseason, so like I said, they got lots of talent. It's just how consistent can they be? Uh, Number three is Georgia uh you know they got beat last week um but I, I don't know i don't know that georgia will necessarily move into number 2 we're kind of hitting the point in the in the season where the rankings aren't as volatile in the first portion they you can really see some volatility because you know they don't have a lot to go on but as you get deeper into it you get more of a body of work and so it's not just a reactionary uh, uh, indication of what happened in the previous week or two, but it's more of uh, a looking at, okay, who have you beaten that's good? Who have you lost to that's good or bad? And then do an evaluation based on that. So I'm not so sure Texas A&M will move down to number three. What they might do is just leave them at number two, see how they do against Auburn, and then adjust, Uh, you know, the winners and losers of that meet, uh, accordingly. So you had Georgia at three, uh, TCU at four, uh, okay. State dropped from th- Oklahoma state dropped from three all the way down to five. Then, um, let's see, number six, you've got Fresno state who has sort of moving up the rankings there. Uh, SMU is at number seven, South Carolina is at number eight. I don't have a lot of notes on this. Then we've got Baylor at nine and UT Martin hanging out at number 10, just as always. Well, uh, every week, except for one, they were at number 10. So I I think the TCU loss is going to hurt them in the rankings. They'll probably drop at least one position for that. Um, Oh, Fresno state is no longer at number nine. You probably noticed that they have leapt up to number six. So if you recall, Uh, As of last week, every week Fresno State had been at number nine. Even though teams were moving all around them, they never moved. Well, now they finally moved. So they blew that streak, but in a good way, they went up. Um, South Carolina and Baylor have been sliding down the rankings, but um, the Gamecocks did upset uh, Texas A&M, so they're probably not going to slide after that. So looking ahead, Auburn goes on the road to SMU on Friday at about 10 a.m. Central. And then the next day, they're going to drive over to Texas A&M at College Station and ride against them at 10 a.m. Central, I believe, as well. So what are these meets going to be like? Well, SMU should be pretty straightforward. This will be a chance for uh, Coach Williams to maybe get a little creative with his lineup uh, to see which riders we're going to send out there. Like I said, we're very deep, so we could afford to put in some of these riders that you don't normally see. Again, we want to stay fresh because we do have that big Texas A&M meet the very next day, and SMU is probably not going to be as good as us in most of these events. They're, they're pretty good in the Western events, not so good in the Hunt Seat events, so we should win that one convincingly. The next day, however, like i said texas a and m is a very up and down team they are very talented. if you catch them on the wrong day, boy they're gonna make trouble for you so um in the western events, they tend to be very good as well again it's these Texas teams they're all pretty good in the western events so what Auburn really wants to do is try to get two or three points in each of the at least in each of those western events and then lean on a heavy um batch of points in the in the hunt seats if we do that we should be able to to handle Texas A&M so that's that's kind of what I'm expecting and if you recall we uh, did have our preseason look ahead and this is a a meet this Texas A&M meet is one that I predicted Auburn would lose uh, in the preseason and now it's looking like that was a pretty dumb uh, prediction but in my defense I didn't know all of our underclassmen were going to be riding so good this early It's really amazing. So I'll probably have some explaining to do about that prediction once we get back into next week's podcast. Uh, That's another episode of War Horses. Uh, Auburn continues to improve both uh, as a program and we keep building the sport up, helping all these other teams uh, get better and better like Ole Miss. And if you're looking for a laid-back event to hang out with some of your friends while national championship athletes perform for your entertainment, well, then consider going to an Auburn Equestrian meet sometime. I'm Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show.